It's time now for KORN News Radio Sports coverage of Mitchell Colonel Basketball on your original home of Colonel Sports, KORN News Radio, FM 1013, AM 1490, and online at KORNradio.com. Coverage of the Colonels on KORN being brought to you by Poet, First Dakota National Bank, Iris and Chrysler Center of Mitchell and Huron, Aurora Cooperative, and Avera Health Central Office. Coverage of the Colonels on KORN News Radio, FM 1013, AM 1490, and KORNradio.com. Also brought to you by Running Farm and Fleet, Hearing Plus, Core Insurance, Mitchell Roofing and Siding, the South Dakota Attorney General's Office, Division of Consumer Protections, and by the South Dakota High School Activities Association. We now go courtside for coverage of Mitchell Colonel Basketball on your original home of Colonel Sports, KORN. Here at the play-by-play call, KORN Sports Director, Travis Krenz. And welcome to the Corn Palace. It is senior night, the final regular season games here for the Colonel Boys and Girls as they host Sioux Falls O'Gorman. Travis Grins are at the Corn Palace. Sean Michaels, you'll join me here momentarily. Uh, O'Gorman on the girls' side, very good again this season. They're uh, number four in the state in the uh, latest media poll at 15-4 and four, as uh, they are the defending state champs. And uh, they're a young team putting it together here at the end of the season, making to look uh, looking to make another run uh, here at a state title. And uh, their uh, best player is Molly Abdouche, still only a, j- a junior. She's a 5'8 guard headed to South Dakota State in a couple years. uh, She committed there after her junior season, so you kind of know how good she is if uh, South Dakota State was on Molly Abdouche just as a junior. Uh, We'll talk with the head coach as well uh, of Mitchell, Dave Brooks, as this will be the final home game of the season for the Mitchell Colonel girls. And they'll be in action at Brandon Valley coming up tomorrow night, and plus they'll have their Sodak 16 game, uh, which will be on the road coming up next Friday night. Uh, starting lineups as well. A little bit of twist of the starting lineups. You want to stay tuned uh, to see who is starting here tonight for the Colonels. Uh, it is all seniors, including Taylor Giblin. Uh, we'll be back here in 90 seconds with our pregame show as it continues. Senior night from the Corn Palace on KORN. As you clear that last patch of snow from your driveway, breathe in that crisp, rejuvenating winter air before you throw yourself into a monstrous snow pile and join First Dakota to bank some noise for winter sports. Shriek for tide-turning reversals, whoop at game-winning threes, and gasp in awe at a perfect back walkover. Let them hear you from the cheap seats. Bank some noise with us at First Dakota National Bank. Open a new account online today at firstdakota.com. Member FDIC. Colonel pregame show here at the Corn Palace as we get ready for senior night. It's the regular season home finale here for the Colonel girls and boys. Uh, we'll kick it off with the girls. Your head coach Dave Brooks uh, joins us. We'll uh, touch on a game coming up here with O'Gorman in just a bit, but uh, let's go back to Brandon there on Tuesday. We'll go back to Brandon tomorrow night, but uh, kind of what was your perspective on things? There we got to got back just in time as things kind of kind of developed there. We knew the, the weather was not going to be good, but uh, kind of what were you guys uh, expecting there with that uh, game being postponed there right before the, the tip-off for you guys? You guys were ready to get out on the court and warm up, it looked like. Yeah, we were actually back in our uh, in the locker room, kind of doing our doing our post our pregame, and then um, one of the coaches came in and says, "Pack up, we're going." They uh, they postponed the games, and uh, going, oh, really? Okay, well, so kids, it's I guess we're done, and it just kind of happened in, in one in one minute we were going to play in in eight minutes because they were going to shorten the JV boys JV game to three quarters, 
and then five minutes later, we're done. So, uh, and thankfully, the the roads were fine. So everybody got we got home uh, fine, and uh, we were just kind of talking that these Tuesday night trips to Sioux Falls aren't fun. Hope we don't have any tomorrow because yeah. we had a, a long trip back from Washington the week before. But anyway, I guess everybody's safe and sound, and, and we're going to redo it uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, so we'll go back to Brandon and uh, maybe go back to Brandon next Friday for a playoff game. So we'll probably, uh, maybe spend a lot of time over on the east side there of Sioux Falls uh, in the next week here. Uh, let's focus on the seniors again. This is a, uh, a team that's you know got a lot of sophomores, some freshmen, some some uh, juniors that play. So it's a young team this year, but a few seniors. We've had uh, Delana Hinkle, who has started uh, all season long, and kind of kind of what has she brought here to the team this year as a senior? Well, just just a hard hard working kid um you know maybe not the, the most talented but a very intelligent player and i, I like her in there on, on defense and we run our two three zone because she's usually in the middle and can kind of talk and kind of help kids uh, locate uh maybe where they need to be when cutters are coming through and uh and she'll score a little bit for us uh, she's gotten better the years coming out we kind of joked a little bit about her free throws but i think a few times she's gone to the line she's she's buried them so that's just uh you know shows up every day works hard and and uh just you know, gets the most out of her talent that that she that she can, and she's always the one that's going to challenge me. And if we run a play or do something, and she'll she's a cerebral one. She's thinking, well, coach, if we do that, won't this happen then? Or I go, Delaney, I just didn't think through it as go. much as you did. But yeah, you're probably right. So let's let's change it or do whatever. But she's always. You know, question me in a good way. Just always thinking about. It. I can always tell when the gears are turning up there with that look in her face. So, gotcha. but yeah, just a solid kid. Kind of a coach there on the bench, extra player coach on the floor for you there, and Delana Hinkle and uh, Kira Hofer's come off the bench, a senior guard for you. Got some good minutes as well. And uh, what's uh, what's Kira been like here for for her senior year? Well, just a positive attitude and. Uh, Probably like everybody else, you, you always want to play more minutes. But we've been—I uh, think every game she's she's played. I'm not sure what what she's averaging. Um, I like uh, her shooting; has certainly gotten better as the years gone on. And I've had to you know, kind of get after her a couple of times and say, "You caught it, and you were open. Why didn't you shoot it?" Well, I, you know, I said, "Well, put it on." You know, I mean, I've I've seen you in practice, so you've proven to me you can do that. So uh, now when she gets at least she, she's looking to shoot and she's hit a couple of shots and and uh, she comes in and gives us everything she has and and and, and we need that because uh, we just you know we got to be deeper than five we got to get you know eight nine people deep and yeah. Kira's part of that and we appreciate having her and uh, Kaden Salverson she's seen uh, an action in in a couple games this year as well and uh, how has she kind of developed throughout the years here she kind of wraps up her career well uh, she's kind of had the old injury bug uh, right after her. Uh, Sophomore year, she she tore her her knee up, so essentially kind of lost last year and didn't get and didn't get to play very much. She's rehabbed, and then she's had a couple of issues with it through this year that has just kind of set her back a little bit. And so she hasn't seen the floor as much as as uh, she like. I was kind of counting on her to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe an, a lights out shooter, and it just uh, with her. Just nagging injuries, I guess. It kind of hasn't developed the way probably either one of us would hope uh, to do. But as far as the senior leadership, doing things with uh, maybe off the court that are just as important for for our uh, camaraderie, if you will, our, our uh, everybody getting along, she's uh, uh, been spot on and you know leading the pack on that. And you just uh, can't ask for any more out of a kid. 
And you got Taylor Giblin, of course, who had, I think we gave her the player of the game in that at Huron game. She played so well and uh, was looking forward to her. She had that knee injury, of course. So she got one game in, a disappointing start, but it seems like her spirits have, uh, she's been a good teammate here, even though it's been probably a tough couple months for her. Yeah, she's been a very good teammate. She's actually kind of transitioned to kind of being a good coach, too. She sits on the bench right next to Coach Simpson and is always kind of feeding her with, hey, we need to do this or what about whatever, and so we appreciate that. And You know, she shows up for, for every practice. She's uh, encouraging kids, or if if maybe kids aren't working as hard and she can have that peer-to-peer relationship and kind of go, we got to pick it up or whatever it might be. And in her uh, her spirit of doing things, she's, you know, she'll go over and substitute teach at middle school, and she'll text me and say, Coach, can be a little bit late. I'm um, substitute teaching, and you go, okay, that's no problem. You're, you're helping out. And so, uh, yeah, it's just a kind of an unfortunate thing, and I, I told her the other day, I said, the longer the season's going on, the, the more I've missed you mm-hmm. having that senior leadership, because we see you press all the time, and she was just a nice setting influence, plus, you know, she's going to she's gonna score for us, uh, so it's uh, an unfortunate deal for her, but she's I think she's really handled really well. And four seniors from Mitchell, they'll be honored at halftime with the boys game coming up here later on this evening. Uh, you've got O'Gorman, always one of those teams at the top of AA, and uh, maybe not quite as good, but they're 15-4. and four. So that kind of tells you what what they've done in the past couple of years. Uh, what uh, What's the scouting report on O'Gorman here as uh, they look to maybe put it together and, and get to another state title? Well, you know, you're counting that's kind of a tribute to their program, and you go, well, they're only 15-4. and four. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going, geez, I would love to be 15-4. Mm-hmm. and four, But, well, the scouting report is, is uh, Molly Abdush is their their number one player. Yeah, she's going to South Dakota State. Quick guard. She can shoot the three. Um, yeah, so it'll give our – we just got to know where she's at. And we haven't had that practice the last couple of days because of the weather. But we have told the kids we we just need to be around her. Uh, they have the, the mentally girl who's 6'1 or 6'2 underneath. And so they like to do the high-low with her and, and, and number 20. So uh, they kind of have a nice a nice package. And then Lucy Moore, probably their second-best outside shooter, um, will spot up in the corner and, and, and can be very good from that, that corner. We just you know need to kind of at least – give her a little bit of a challenge on a closeout and and they they bring some kids off the bench and they're six one and, and six two and and uh they'll they'll have their full court press so we'll have to be able to, to handle that and then normally they play a two three every now and they slip to a man to man but i'm i'm guessing we'll see mainly a, a two three and at the end of the day we're gonna have to get near 50 points because they can mm-hmm. you know to be in the game because they can they can put some points on the board yeah, also a tough team to to get points against. They only give up 38 on the season. So, uh, O'Gorman quality a team here again coming up here at the end of the regular season. And uh, before we wrap it up here, any other seniors that we forgot to mention or any other uh, maybe student managers, even if they're not seniors, that uh, do all the behind-the-scenes work before the game, after the game, uh, at practices that we don't usually talk about? Well, we, we've had five, and I guess I'll, I'll throw Lily Peterson in as a as, uh, as the fifth student manager because she is still rehabbing from that knee injury she sustained in soccer about a year and a half ago. But probably the, the standout is, is uh, Bailey Hinkle, who played for us, and then this, this year as a junior, she decided not to do it. But she has organized our road trips and our uniforms and our I mean, it's, it's incredible how organized she is. And it's just, uh, I mean, I don't have to worry about the uniforms are packed up there in Ziploc bags and everything is ready to go. Then Bailey and Marta, the exchange student from Portugal, is a sophomore, is, is also helped. They're there every practice and helping us with, uh, um, running the clock and just doing things that, that, that 
need to be done. And then uh, Ruby's also there. Now, Ruby works at the Corn Palace, but still can't get any discounts from Corn Paul. Oh, jeez. Corn, uh, 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 popcorn balls there. Popcorn balls, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Ruby's been with us a couple years, and uh, those kids work hard. And, and uh, like you say, a lot of those behind-the-scenes things that, that have to happen for the program to mm-hmm. Uh, succeed. They're, they're all underclassmen, so maybe they all be back next year. We'll, we'll see. But we just have the four seniors that, that play, and that's uh, uh, that's it for this year. Senior night, uh, final home game here for the Colonel Girls. O'Gorman coming up next. Uh, Coach, thanks a lot. Here we'll see you after the game. Okay, thanks very much. Hey, a very busy night of basketball as uh, most teams, if they have not ended the regular season already, they will later on tonight. Uh, scoreboard here for the rest uh, of the state. You've got uh, number two, Sioux Falls Jefferson at home versus Aberdeen tonight. Uh, Harrisburg is at Watertown. Uh, Roosevelt, uh, they host the number three ranked Peer Lady Governors. And the number one team in the state, Washington, they're at home tonight versus Rapid City Stevens. You also have Sioux Falls Lincoln at home hosting Rapid City Central. Uh, Huron hosting number five, Brandon Valley. We'll see Brandon Valley tomorrow night. Uh, Yainton at home versus Spearfish. And Brookings at home taking on Sturgis. And we won't know the final Sodak 16 standings until tomorrow night because there are still uh, four girls games in AA tomorrow night. Uh, That'll be uh, number one, Washington hosting Rapid City Central. Yankton will host Sturgis. Uh, Lincoln hosting Stevens. And Spearfish will be at Brookings. Uh, Plus that game with Mitchell and Brandon Valley uh, with that makeup game from Tuesday night. Take a look at our starting lineups here, and I do believe that uh, Coach Brooks will start his four seniors uh, here tonight, including Taylor Giblin. Again, Taylor Giblin, I believe it was a torn ACL, uh, tore her ligaments in her knee uh, against uh, early on in the season. Uh, she had a nice opener against Huron. I think, I think it was the next game uh, she got injured. So I believe Taylor Giblin will see the floor, uh, and they'll have an opportunity to to get her on the floor here for maybe a few seconds uh, for her senior night. Also, Kiera Hofer getting the start, the 5'3 senior guard. Uh, Cadence Helverson, the senior. Delana Hinkle, she usually starts. She's a 5'9 senior. And uh, also, I think Sawyer Stabner will be the junior getting the start. So, Giblin, Helverson, Hofer, and Hinkle, the four seniors, uh, will see the floor here for Mitchell to start the ball game. And then throughout, uh, we'll also see the freshman Addie Seamson at 5'8", as she averages 10 points per game. We mentioned Sawyer Stabner averaging a double-double with 14 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, Carson White, the 5'6 sophomore guard. Lauren Van Overshield, the 5'5 sophomore. And also off the bench, Allison Meyerink, the 5'10 junior. Allison had her best night of her career last week at Pier, as she had a game-high 17 points or a team-high 17 points and 9 rebounds as she, as she was 7 of 12 shooting. So a chance for those seniors to get a start here on senior night. Uh, should be uh, an exciting Corn Palace here to, to uh, wrap up the regular season. Again, Mitchell's got O'Gorman tonight. They're at Brandon Valley tomorrow. And if Mitchell could pull off an upset, they could maybe skyrocket up these uh, Class A seed points. Again, Mitchell, big underdogs tonight, big underdogs to Brandon Valley. But uh, it is so close between that number nine seed and that number 12 seed. 
that if Mitchell could win tonight or tomorrow, they could maybe get up to the 10 or even the 9 spot, depending on what happens in front of them. Sioux Falls Lincoln right now at number 9, Aberdeen Central at 10, Huron at 11, and Mitchell at number 12. As it sits right now, Mitchell would be the 12 seed, and they would go to Brandon Valley yet again next Friday night for the Sodak 16. But you never know what can happen. That's why they play the game. That's why they don't play them on paper. Uh, So Mitchell looking to pull off the upset tonight versus Sioux Falls O'Gorman. We're back next with tip-off on KORN. Soil is a living organism that changes year to year, which means soil fertility can vary widely across the field. Don't let this be a limiting factor in reaching your high-yield goals. At Aurora Co-op, they know that grid soil sampling is the foundation to a solid fertility program. Knowing what's going on is important because it helps you build the right plan to utilize your dollars wisely. Aurora Co-op's agronomic experts will help you build the right plan for your acres. To learn more, contact one of their agronomy team members today. Aurora Co-op, tougher to it's a doubleheader of Colonel Basketball, the final regular season home games of the season. Travis Grins and Sean Michaels here tonight on KORN News Radio, FM 1013 and AM 1490. It's O'Gorman and Mitchell. You can also listen to us online at KORNradio.com. You can also listen to us on iTunes. We upload all those games there after the fact on iTunes. O'Gorman number four in the state latest media poll. I've got them at number three, I believe, in my poll. Uh, they're 15 and four. They've only lost to two South Dakota teams all year. They've lost twice to Washington and once to Pierre. Washington is at one and Pierre is at two. And O'Gorman, I guess I've got them at three. They're four in the poll. Again, your starters for Mitchell are going to be those uh, five seniors going to be out there. Giblin is out there with a heavy knee brace on her right leg. We've got Hofer, Halverson, also Sawyer Stabner is out there along with Delana Hinkle. Stabner going to tip it up here with Kira Mentley at 6-1. We'll see how, how long Giblin is out there. And she was out there for two seconds. So there you go. Taylor Giblin gets a chance to get on the court. One more time as she'll check out here after two seconds. And we'll see... Addie Seamson check in. So Seamson and Stabner are out there. 7.58 to go here as O'Gorman won the tip. And Taylor Giblin gets one more shot to get on the Corn Palace floor. And we are underway. O'Gorman in their road blue uniforms, white numbers, white and yellow trim. Colonel is in the home whites with black numbers and gold and black trim. O'Gorman, Molly Abdouche, top of the key, three, and I guess that's why she's going to South Dakota State in a couple years. Abdouche, a three at the top of the key. O'Gorman leads early, and they turn Mitchell over right away in the half court. They get a down low left side. Layup is a little bit short by Claire Benson, knocked out by O'Gorman. About 30 seconds gone by. Colonel's down 3-0. They already have a turnover, and we're going to see a lot of pressure here, Sean. How will Mitchell handle this pressure? we got Stabner, gets it to Seamson. Back to Stabner, now past half court. It's tipped and another turnover. Abdouche comes up with it. Two turnovers in 30 seconds. O'Gorman gives up only 38 points a game. They get it to Mentley on the left side. She's double teamed. Mentley's got good size at 6-1. Probably her second best player. Abdouche a three. That one is short. Rebound fought for O'Gorman all over the boards early. Here's a two on the left wing. That one's no good for uh, Peterson. And boy, this could have been... 8-0, 9-0, but instead it's just 3-0 O'Gorman. One minute gone by. 
Colonels. This is really their first possession in the half court. They've turned it over their first two times. Hinkle in the lane. Free throw line was open. Gets it to Seamson, who pops a three in the left corner, and she hits it. Seamson from three, and we are tied at three apiece. 90 seconds in. And Colonel's going to have a tough, tough time here against O'Gorman. They've lost at least 13 in a row in the regular season versus O'Gorman going back to 2009. They've got Peterson at the top of the key. Now left side here to Moore. They get it down low to Mentley. Tough shot. Gets it off her hip. No good. Rebounding the putback. No good by Benson. And Stabner with the rebound. Stabner going to push it coast to coast. Driving left side. Now kicks it out to Hofer. And Colonels, uh, boy, this uh, O'Gorman, you would say they should be up by four or five points by now. Here's a three left side off the mark by Halverson. And the Colonels unable to take the lead for the first time. Here's a fast break. Right side, way out of, way out of uh, bounds almost. Peterson with a wild shot. And we get a tie up and it'll be Mitchell possession. So it's three to three. 5.47 to go here in the first quarter. And more half-court pressure here by O'Gorman. Seamson with the three, Abdouche with the three, so that's how we're tied at three apiece. Colonels, Seamson and Stabner are playing catch. Now they get it past the half-court line to Halverson. Halverson stuck here at half-court trying to get rid of it, does to Hofer. 20 on the shot clock, two and a half minutes gone by. Low-scoring game benefits Mitchell. And they keep this thing around 40 points, they'll have a shot tonight. Long possessions, Stabner drives the right baseline underneath. Kicks it out to Halverson. Here's Hofer at four to shoot. She's got to put it up. She does not. And they're going to get a shot clock violation. Hofer had a shot, just didn't uh, see the shot clock winding down. So that'll be the third Mitchell turnover with 5-11 to go. And Colonel's just fortunate that some of these shots for O'Gorman have not gone down. Abdouche brings it up. This one's stolen near half court by Stabner. See if she can lay it in left side. And she does. So Stabner with that steel layup combination she's done so many times in her career. Colonel's in the lead here at 5-3, to three, three minutes in. Left corner three. Here's Lacey or Lucy Moore, and she hits it. A slow start offensively for the Lady Knights, but they've hit two threes. They're back in front here at 6-5. 4.35 left in this first quarter. Some more full court pressure. And Abdouche with those long arms. Knocks it out of bounds. Pass was intended for Hinkle. And we'll get three new bodies in there for the Colonels. Lauren Van Overshield checks in. Carson Wyke and Allison Meyerink. As Hofer, Halverson, and Hinkle to the bench. So, Colonels did pretty well, all things considered. You had a couple seniors who haven't played much, and they did pretty well for that three and a half minutes. Here's a drive by Van Overshield. She misses everything. Little floater inside the lane. This will lead to a fast break here for O'Gorman. And they back it out. Halfway through here, first quarter. Okoy is in. Okoy with the layup, count it, and the foul. Meyerink on the foul. First whistle of the game. That's a Wang Okoy, a 6'2 junior. Averages two points, three rebounds a game. She's a very good free throw shooter, though. 84% from the foul line as O'Gorman up here 8-5. Lane violation on 31. I've never seen that before, before the attempt was even made. Julie Eggert, number 31 for O'Gorman. They whistled her for a lane violation before O'Coy even attempted a free throw. 
You'll see it most of the time after the free throw has been attempted. But apparently her foot was barely over the line. That's a very tic-tacky call. Here's a Seamson three in the right corner. That one's short. Rebound for Stabner. Colonels with a second chance here. Seamson from the foul line. This one back iron no good. Rebound O'Gorman. Colonels down 8-5 to five here midway through this first quarter. Abdouche at the top of the key. A 2-3 zone for Mitchell. She'll shoot over it. It'll be short. Rebound, though, here for Sydney Turvine. Rebound for Okoy, and she'll lay it in. Okoy with the layup. Again, Colonels just don't have that length and size underneath uh, to contend with the likes of Okoy and Metley. Colonels break the half-court pressure. And overshield now to Wyke. Stabner in the right corner. She'll drive the lane. Here's Seamson left side along two. That one is short. Rebound fought for. Okoy's going to come up with it. Lose it. Then Overshield has it. She loses it. And it's going to be O'Gorman possession on the possession arrow. 10-5. O'Gorman in front here with 3.07 to go. Colonels with a couple of uh, field goals. Seamson from three. And Stabner on a layup off of a steal. Molly Abdouche bringing it up. Van Overshield on her. Weaves her way and finds her a teammate. Eggert underneath over a couple of outstretched Colonel Arms. And we're going to get a foul underneath. Second on Mitchell. It's Meyerink's second foul. She's committed both of them for Mitchell. So Eggert to the line shooting two. Her first free throw is short. Eggert, a 67% foul shooter, averages four points and four rebounds. Only a sophomore off the bench. Meyerink to the bench here with two fouls. Second free throw in and out, no good. Rebound for Stabner. Stabner loses it. It's stolen by Eggert. Another Colonel turnover. Leads to a three. It's no good, but she traveled. Lucy Moore took a one step too many, trying to get behind that three-point line, and she travels. In for Mitchell, Delana Henkel. So the five usual Colonel starters are out there here with 2.52 to go in the first quarter. Colonel's trailing 10 to 5. And overshield pass to half court. Abdouche tips it away. She comes up with the steal. They get it back to Abdouche underneath. And this one tipped away by Stabner. Stabner's going to have to go coast to coast again on Abdouche. Layup left side is good. That has been really Mitchell's only offense is when Stabner steals it and just goes coast to coast. Colonel's within three here with 10.30 to go in this uh, opening quarter. Moore in the left corner, wide open for three. That one is no good. Put back left side, offensive rebound is an air ball by Julie Eggert. She was wide open on that left side. She wasn't more than five feet away from the basket and missed everything. And we get a loose ball foul here on O'Gorman. Abdouche picks it up. So all things considered, a decent start here for Mitchell. 10-7, O'Gorman in front. 2.20 to go here in this opening quarter. We'll keep it here. And your uh, officials tonight brought to you by the South Dakota Attorney General's Office. Your law on the floor, Dan Forstrom, Thomas Hoglitz, and Matt Hebe. Your officials here for this girls game. First of two games here tonight at the Corn Palace. Boys game coming up next here at around 7.45. Oh, Gorman, they've been playing very well. They've won four in a row, five of their last six. Ended up knocking off Huron last week in a close one, 56-50. Big win last week for O'Gorman was winning at number one Jefferson, 47-43. So that's kind of proved that uh, O'Gorman in the mix for uh, being a state title contender. They won it all last year. 
They lost some pieces from last year's championship team. They're a young team this year. They start only one senior. They've got four juniors that start, so. And Jefferson, you got to put them in the mix in Washington. You would say those three teams. It would be a surprise if one of those three teams did not win the state title. Colonels turn it over in the half court. Seamson lost it. Lady Knights on the break. This is a foul on Hinkle. That'll send Lucy Moore to the line. So three fouls on Mitchell in this first quarter, and they've all been shooting fouls in the active shooting for O'Gorman. Lucy Moore to the line, 71% foul shooter. Lady Knights, 0 of 2 from the line. Make it 0 of 3. So they're usually a pretty good free throw shooting team. They make 72% of their foul shots on the season. And this one short for Moore, so we stay 10-7 O'Gorman. 2.06 to go first quarter, and this one is finally good. As Moore now has four. Some more full court pressure. Colonels down four late in this first quarter. Van Overshield trips, gets rid of it to Wyke, couldn't come up with it. We got a big old mess, and Van Overshield gets it back, and we get a foul on O'Gorman. That was a very messy, messy play. Uh, nobody, though, could come up with possession, and O'Gorman will be called for the foul. Their second team foul. First on Lucy Moore. Wyke had a shot at it. Van Overshield got it twice. Stabner got her mitts on it. A couple of Gorman players as well. And they'll back off here as Carson Wyke brings it up. 11-7. Colonel sticking with O'Gorman here late first quarter. Zone defense here by the Lady Knights. See if they can... Colonels can get an open shot here, get that ball moving, get that zone defense moving. Find the open player. There you go on the left side. Here's Hofer. Now they work it around. Top of the key to Wyke. Back left side to Hofer with 10 to shoot. Colonel's got to make something going. You give it to your best player. Kick out three. There's your wide open shot. Missed short on a right corner three for Seamson. Another fast break opportunity. Here's Terveen. Layup right side is no good. Rebound tipped away. O'Gorman gets it. Abdouche for three. Short from the left elbow. Another offensive rebound, this time to Lucy Moore. And another Colonel foul. And more O'Gorman free throws. Fourth foul on Mitchell. This will be on Addie Seamson, her first. So the fourth chip to the line for O'Gorman. And Moore makes this one. She now has a game-high five. Van Overshield checking in. Seamson to the bench. 1-11 to go here late first quarter. O'Gorman up by five. Their largest lead tonight. Make it six. Moore, two of two from the line. And more full court pressure. Colonels down 13-7 here with about a minute to go. Colonels break the pressure, get it to Stabner on the left wing. She picks up the dribble. Van Overshield directing traffic. Now Hofer on the right side. Van Overshield top of the key with 20 to shoot. They get it to Carson Wyke who drives left side. Finds Van Overshield underneath. Blocked, and there's a foul. Kira Mentley at 6-1 blocked the shot of Van Overshield. But uh, Lauren will go to the line to shoot two. Foul is on Lucy Moore, her second foul. Team's third. Van Overshield to the line, makes the first. So she's on the board. Van Overshield, a 5-5 sophomore, averaging seven points on the season. Third for the Colonels this year. As Hofer goes to the bench. And Halverson back out there for Mitchell. Second free throw, Van Overshield is good, 2-2. Two two. First Mitchell free throws tonight, and Colonels back within four here with 
45 seconds to go, first quarter. Abdouche gets it inside. They lose it. A turnover stolen by Stabner. As Benson had it at the free line, and now Stabner throws it away. I think O'Gorman touched it, and they did. Dangerous pass there. Headed towards the right baseline. 30 on the shot clock, 36 on the game clock. White gets it in here. New shot clock for Mitchell. Or 30 on the shot clock, I should say. And Overshield at the top of the key. 2-3 zone defense here for the Lady Knights. And Overshield here on the right wing to White. Inside the lane, knocked out of bounds. Last touch by O'Gorman. And Sidney Turveen, a freshman off the bench. So 23 seconds to go. 17 on the shot clock. Colonels can get a shot here, maybe get down by a two points, hitting in the second quarter. Here's a three. Van Overshield open right side. That is good. Van Overshield with five late points, and the Colonels down one. Coming up on 10 seconds to go here, first quarter. A deep two at the top of the key by Mentley. That one is short, and the Colonels have a chance to take the lead. Five seconds to go. Stabner left side. They got to put it up. Wyke will beat the buzzer, and that will be an air ball. Three from the left side. Colonels only down one here at the end of the first eight minutes. It's 13-12 Mitchell. As Lauren Van Overshield with five points in the final minute plus. Colonels down by one here at home. Senior Knights. We're back in one minute. You're listening to Colonel Basketball on KORN. This is Austin, store manager of Runnings in Mitchell. We'll help you gear up for the cold with layers of winter clothing, coveralls, boots, and gloves. Get whatever you'll need, from ice melt and shovels to snowblowers. We have it at Runnings. If staying in is the plan, we've got loads of toys, games, and all kinds of feed and feeders for wildlife. If you're hunting instead of feeding it, Runnings carries about 900 firearms. Everything from rifles and handguns to BB guns. You need it, we've got it at Runnings in Mitchell. Colonel Girls Basketball, first of our two games here tonight at the Corn Palace. 13-12, O'Gorman in front. And uh, O'Gorman's made only three shots. Mitchell's made four. And uh, pretty good start here for Mitchell, at least defensively, Sean. Yeah, I mean, they're hanging right in there. This is kind of their, the way they like to play the games, to slow things down and, you know, use their defense to their advantage. And, you know, O'Gorman started off really hot, built that early lead, but Mitchell settled in pretty nicely to their credit. I mean, the score could be a lot different at this point, but O'Gorman missed their last eight shots in that first quarter. That helped the Colonel stay in it. Then Overshield travels, turns it over. This one a near turnover on the O'Gorman side. Here's Abdouche, three in the left corner. That one hits the top of the backboard. Rebound along, one tipped around, and Terveen gets it for O'Gorman. Abdouche throws a rocket into the right corner for three. That one is too long for Peterson, and the Colonels with the rebound. Stabner gets it. Goes from left to right, hands it off to Seamson. Carson Wyke on the drive, kick out to Hankel. Double team comes towards her, and Abdouche steals it. Pass intended for Van Overshield. Drive for Abdouche, and Seamson going to pick up the foul. That'll be the second foul on Seamson. Five fouls on Mitchell in this half, and they've all been shooting fouls. And I like that foul right there because yeah. you, you want to make her earn her points and not let her just go off and hit whatever she wants in this game. Abdouche, a 73% foul shooter is Carson Wyke and Sawyer Stabner. Both tie their shoes. Only downside here is that Mitchell now has five team fouls, yep. and they're getting close to putting O'Gorman on the line in the bonus. Yeah. They've put him at the line every single time. O'Gorman, they've only hit three free throws thus far, so it hasn't been too bad. Abdouche, first free throw is good. He's got four. 
I will say this, though. Mitchell hung in there offensively, ended up outshooting O'Gorman in that first quarter, 33% to 24%. But again, the Knights missed their last eight shots in that first quarter, and they had several more opportunities. Abdouche makes both of them here. Colonels down by three, early second quarter. Full court pressure, they break it. Akoy back out there. This one underneath, looked a little bit short. Akoy maybe uh, got a piece of that one. Colonels rip it away. Here's Stavner left side. She's stuck. Now gets a down low to Carson Wyke here. Early in the shot clock, Colonels can break it out and kind of get a good shot here. A three would tie it. 6.40 to go in the half. Colonels have a couple of three-pointers and a couple of layups from Stavner. That's how they've scored their points. 2-3 zone. Wyke on the left wing here with 10 to shoot. Then overshield three right side. That one is good. Nice release. I mean, she could tell when she let that go. That was a really good-looking shot off her wrist, and she loves that catch-and-shoot action. Lauren Van Overshield with eight early points and a couple of threes, and we're tied at 15. 6.15 to go in the half. We got a bump underneath. Foul on Mitchell. A good start here for Mitchell, 15-15. They're hanging right in there. I mean, you might say they weathered that early storm because as easy as it was for O'Gorman to get to the basket with that size, Mitchell really did hang in there defensively. Mackenzie Peterson, she picks up the foul. That's her first. Team sixth. First time O'Gorman has not had a free throw opportunity. Abdouche misses underneath, but they get the ball right back to her. Akoy underneath on the offensive rebound. That's the one thing that Mitchell... Has not done well tonight, uh, limiting those offensive rebounds. Tied at 15. This will be an over and back. They throw it out of bounds. Pass from Julie Eggert. They're over everybody's head. So Colonels with a chance here to take the lead. 15-15 with just under six to go in the half. Well, both teams are having their turnover troubles. Uh, O'Gorman now with five after that misfire on the pass. And Mitchell's got six so far in this first half. And the Colonels, their first two possessions were turnovers. and done better since then. And this 2-3 zone, just kind of throw it back and forth, get an open shot, and uh, make those. Wyke, now Van Overshield, who's got the hot hand on the left wing. Pass underneath to Hinkle. Layup is short. So Coy with the rebound right side. She's double teamed and finally gets rid of it. Here to Lucy Moore. She brings it up. We're tied at 15. 5.25 to go in the half. But Abdouche changes that with a left corner three. She's got eight points and a couple of three-pointers to give O'Gorman a three-point lead. And that ended a 11 straight missed shot streak there by O'Gorman. Van Overshield, same spot. The right side of this one nearly an air ball. A little bit too strong on that right elbow. But an offensive rebound for Hinkle. Colonels with the three can tie it up again. Five minutes to go in the first half. Stabner now gets it to Van Overshield in the right corner. Now to Stabner, a three at the top of the key. That one is short, but another rebound here for Peterson. But I think she's going to be called for the loose ball foul. So that'll turn it over. Peterson, that'll be her second personal. Team seventh, so that will put O'Gorman in the bonus here with 4.49 to go. 18-15, 18-15, O'Gorman in front. They've led by as many as five. Allison Meyerink checks in. She also has two fouls as Hinkle goes to the bench. And watch your tippy-toes. They called that uh, lane violation earlier. Free throw's no good on the one-and-one, and, one, and it'll stay with O'Gorman. Uh, Stabner tied it up with Eggert. It'll be possession arrow towards the Lady Knights. So another offensive rebound. O'Gorman just dominating 
on the offensive boards. Getting second, third chance opportunities. Here's a wide open three off the inbounds. Left side is shortened by Lucy Moore, and it's knocked out of bounds. Last touch by O'Gorman. Again, the Knights, they average 53 a game. They only have one player, though, in double figures. Abduce averages just under 16, so... Can limit this team a little bit offensively. They're not going to score, you know, 60, 65 points on you usually. 4.30 to go in the half. Van Overshield underneath. Kicks it out to Stabner, a three. That one a bit too strong from the right elbow. Long offensive rebound for Meyerink, and she'll keep it by knocking it off in O'Gorman leg. So, again, you're looking at the scoreboard here, looking probably low 20s by halftime. Again, uh, Colonels 5-0 when they score more than 50. 3-10 when they don't. Carson White, three in the right corner. That one is short. Tipped around, and Abdouche gets it. And right off the inbound, Seamson found White in the right corner, and she was wide open. That's a good shot. Here's Abdouche, leaves it off for Okoy, who lays it in. Okoy now with a couple of baskets off the bench, and the Colonels turn it right back over. That full-court pressure, Colonels. Unable to get it really even in bounds. And you feel like an O'Gorman run is coming. They could easily make this game 10, 15 points with these turnovers, with these threes, with these layups underneath. You feel like it's just a matter of time. Off the inbounds, Moore gets it in the right corner. Back to Moore right wing. Now they get it down low. Layup is good for Julie Eggert. And just like that, it's 22-15. Largest lead for O'Gorman here with just under four minutes to go in the half. Colonels beat the pressure. They get it to Stabner on the right wing. Now to Van Overshield at the top of the key here with 24 to shoot. Boy, Stabner had some room too, didn't she? You that drive could have been an open bit. three yeah. there. Colonels working on the right side. Stabner now to Van Overshield. Wide open. Oh, they had a wide open Carson White, but they call Van Overshield for the travel. Well, that's what you want. You get that ball in the middle. You swing it around, find the open player. They did it, but the uh, turnover there on the travel, 22-15. Well, Mitchell's doing better with the shot clock now. They had a couple yeah. possessions that went way too far down with too many passes. This one high off the uh, top of the backboard. That one's no good for O'Gorman and Julie Eggert. Colonel's on the rebound. Stabner gets it, brings it up. Carson White throws it away. This is stolen by Eggert. Eggert goes coast to coast. Right side layup way off the mark. Abdouche. This one left side no good. We've seen a lot of those. Miss layups by O'Gorman tonight. And the Colonel still only down by seven with possession. 2.50 to go in the first half. Three score game. This one again nearly tipped away. Stolen again by Eggert. Colonel's got to get better with those passes. Too lazy. Wide open lane. Layup is good for Sidney Turveen and the Colonels take a timeout. Too many turnovers, too many easy baskets for O'Gorman and not enough offense for Mitchell. They trail 24-15 here with 2.38 to go in the first half. We're back in 30 seconds on KORN. Have you been told the older years are golden? For someone with a hearing loss, they are not golden, but silent and lonely. Are you noticing yourself or someone you love not partaking in conversations of life? Did you know not being able to hear others may lead to dementia? If you cannot hear or understand what someone is saying to you, or you are isolating from others and thus may be decreasing your ability to think, you need to get your hearing tested and begin the journey to re-engaging in life again. We are Hearing Plus 605-996-0281. Hearing Plus 
Express LLC, and so much more. Mitchell Colonel basketball tonight, a senior night, doubleheader at the Corn Palace. Travis Grins and Shawn Michaels here just past 6.30. O'Gorman girls up 24 to 15. Again, we were tied at 15 here, Sean, but it's been nine straight for O'Gorman and uh, too many turnovers here for Mitchell. They've only scored three points here in this entire quarter. Yeah, and, and that's the trouble is, you know, you, you're getting in your own way when you're not, you know, focusing and playing good, crisp basketball, and those passes are just too easy to steal there. I mean, the, the Knights defenders are watching the ball move around, and uh, the Colonels aren't being quicker with that passing. It's leading to easy transition opportunities for the Knights. And a lot, some of these turnovers have not been because of this full-court press. I think Colonels have done pretty well as Maddie Kemp checks in. Gets it to Hofer underneath the basket. Stabner on the drive right side over Okoy. Count it and the foul. And that was beautiful. I mean, that was just really nice work by the Colonels to break that pressure talking about and then find a nice open lane there for Stabner. Very well done. 2.28 to go in the half. Colonels within seven. Stabner to the line. Sawyer's got six tonight. She averages 14 points and 10 rebounds on the season. Her free throw is no good off the back iron. Rebound, though, for Seamson. She falls down. Colonels keep possession. Chance here. This is three by Maddie Kemp. It's blocked in the left corner. Block again by Eggert. Uh, Eggert with those long arms at 5'10", and she's only a sophomore. She looks like she's going to be another good one for O'Gorman. Well, she's got those long arms. She's had numerous steals, and now a block. Abdouche gets it inside. This one's stolen by Stabner. Just go right to the basket. Keep on going. Now they stop her right there. Turvina on the defense. Leads to a three right side for Hofer. That one was blocked and well shorts. Could she be more open? Yeah. My goodness. Drive, layup left side. Another missed layup, this time for Mentley, who was scoreless. Boy, how many missed layups. They probably had at least a half dozen. Several. This yep. could easily be a you know, 15, 20-point game. Instead, it's just 24-17, coming up on 90 seconds to go. Colonel's right side to Seamson. Stabner a three in the right corner. That's an air ball way off the mark. Rebound for Eggert. Nice idea. I mean, that was well, really good ball movement again, but Stabner just put too much on it. Mentally underneath, layup is good. She finally gets one to go. Assist to Abdouche. And now it's a nine-point lead. It's an 11-2 run for O'Gorman to end the half, and Abdouche knocks it out of bounds. She is just everywhere. She's only a she's only a junior. Well, one thing you notice right away about this Knights team is how fast they are. I mean, defensively, they fly around to wherever that ball is, and that's why you're seeing so many shots being deflected. And they got those long arms. They got Mentley at 6'1". They've got Eggert at 5'10". They got a Coy who's at 6'2". They've got Abdouche, who's only 5'8", but she's got long arms. Colonels get it inside left here to Stabner. Outside right to Wyke, who drives the lane, puts up a floater. That one is good off the back iron from about eight feet out. Nicely done by Wyke. I thought she might take that three because it was open, but nice job driving to the basket. Abdouche finds Mentley again for another layup just like last time. 28-19, O'Gorman in front with 30 seconds to go. Here's some full-court pressure, and it's over the head of Meyerink, and the Colonels turn it over. That full-court pressure got him that time. Here's a three right side for Tervine. That one is no good, and the Colonels get it. Stabner on the rebound. She loses it. You get a foul. What do we got? Looks like the Colonels just turned it over, I do believe. Nope. What is it? I guess O'Gorman... 
O'Gorman, okay, it's O'Gorman ball. Uh, Stabner holding that left shin. Uh, she down, fell down pretty hard. 15 seconds to go, no shot clock. O'Gorman with the ball up by nine. Abdouche holds it at half court, eight to shoot. Now back to Abdouche at half court. Right side to Turveen, Abdouche three, left side, and no good. Rebound offensive, putback is no good for Turveen, and that's how the first half will end. A good end of the quarter for O'Gorman as they turn a one-point first quarter lead into a nine-point halftime lead as they outscored Mitchell in that second period, 15-7. to seven. Eight points for Molly Abdouche to lead O'Gorman. And eight points for Lauren Van Overshield to lead the Colonels. 28-19 at half. O'Gorman in front. We'll take a three-minute timeout. Come back next. Halftime show being brought to you by Farm Bureau Financial Services. Rocky Newenhouse. Trust goes with territory here. So when someone you trust says you can save over 35% on your health care coverage, you listen. Introducing South Dakota Farm Bureau Health Plans. Quality coverage for everyone, not just farmers. To learn more about our new South Dakota Farm Bureau health plans, contact me, Rocky Newenhaus, in Korska, Mitchell, or Huron at 990-3223 or visit livewellsd.com. Colonel Halftime Show brought to you by Farm Bureau Financial Services and Rocky Newenhouse. It's a nine-point lead for O'Gorman, 28-19. This game was close, Sean, with about four minutes to go or so. Uh, we were tied at 15, and then O'Gorman went on that run, turned some turnovers into points, and the Colonel stopped scoring. And uh, It was a big 11-2 run there for O'Gorman late uh, in that quarter here to go up by nine. Yeah, it's kind of a shame the Colonels could not take advantage of O'Gorman's cold spell there because there was a stretch where the Knights missed 11 straight yeah. shots. And unfortunately, the Colonels' offense couldn't really get into a groove, although uh, Stabner made a couple of really nice defensive plays that turned into transition points. Uh, but so far, the Colonels' offense just really not able to get any kind of rhythm going. The Knights' defense has been terrific in the first half, and they've been challenging every pass, every shot. And uh, that's why they had this lead here at halftime. Yeah, you basically had Van Overshield and Stabner be your offense. Uh, Van Overshield with a couple of three-pointers and a couple of uh, free throws. And then you've had Stabner with those three layups for her. Uh, she's missed three three-pointers. She's been shooting more threes than we usually see. But uh, other than that, Van Overshield's got eight. Stabner has six. Seamson has a three. And Carson White has a two. Uh, other than that, uh, not much going offensively for Mitchell. Kind of, it's kind of been a three or a layup, and not much in between. Yeah, their their half court offense has been struggling quite a bit, just trying to get a, a good open look. And and again, that's just that Knights defense being so disciplined and following the ball everywhere it goes. And then they fly to the ball and challenge just about every shot. We've seen a lot of shots deflected and uh, several passes intercepted. The uh, Colonels need to be a little bit better there for sure and uh, making good, crisp passes to give themselves a better chance. Uh, the nice defense has done a nice job on Stabner, not letting her kind of get going mm -hmm. with her, her uh, offensive game. Uh, Stabner doing a nice job defensively, though, turning into you know some turnovers and keeping the Colonels in this game. Uh, but, yeah, we just we got to have the Colonels get 
something else going offensively and got to figure out some way to maybe manufacture some points, get to the basket, get some free throws going. They only had free, uh, three free throws in that first half. O'Gorman went five out of nine at the free throw line, but shooting percentage-wise, very close. Mitchell shot 32% in that first half, going seven out of 22 from the floor. But uh, the Knights just simply had more opportunities. They went 10 out of 34 shooting in that first half, going 29%, and still they have this nine-point lead here at halftime. Uh, the Knights also winning that rebound battle, 16 to 12, you know, and that's thanks in large part to the size advantage they have on the floor here tonight. Uh, and then turnovers, that was a big problem for Mitchell. Ten turnovers in that first half. You know they want to fix that here for sure at halftime. Meanwhile, the Knights had just six turnovers in that first half of play. And it feels like about half of those 16 rebounds have been on the offensive side. Yep. A lot of second and third chance opportunities. And a lot of long arms. Uh, Molly Abdouche, the 5'8 junior, is already committed uh, to South Dakota State. Did that as a, I think after her freshman year, halfway through her sophomore year. She's got eight points on a couple of made threes. Got to Lucy Moore. She's at a three-pointer and three free throws for six. And Kira Mentley, their other starter that scored, she's got four. Got uh, Akoy off the bench, has got four. Eggert has two, and Tervine has two as well. We've seen this O'Gorman team go pretty deep on the bench. Uh, three players have already scored, and they're a freshman, sophomore, and junior. So this is a pretty good O'Gorman team already, and uh, they only lose uh, really one player off this team that we've seen, Kira Mentley. She's the only senior that has played thus far. So I would say, you know, O'Gorman, they're always really good. They're the defending state champs, and I would say they'll be among the favorites this year, and uh, they'll be a favorite next year as well uh, with a fairly young team. As they look to end the regular season here with a win, that would put them at 16-4 and four on the season. Mitchell with uh, one more game. They'll be in Brandon tomorrow night at 6 o'clock uh, for that makeup versus the Lynx at 6. Uh, we're back here in two minutes with the second half. O'Gorman leading Mitchell 28-19. First of two games here tonight at the Corn Palace. We're back in two minutes. This is Austin Iverson. It's been 75 years for Iverson Auto sales and service. It really makes us think about how we got here. Being a third generation Iverson in the business, I can tell you, it's the team that dedicates themselves every day to ensure your family travels safely. Iverson's customers know that we have a comparable vehicle ready for them when the unforeseen happens. Iverson's, a 75 year legacy you can trust in both Mitchell and Huron or online at IversonAuto.com. It is 28-19, O'Gorman girls in front of Mitchell as we get ready to start the third quarter. Other scores from around the state. Uh, Brandon Valley leading Huron tonight, 46-21 at the end of three. Lincoln over Rapid City Central, 24-8, that game at halftime. Number one, Washington ahead of Stevens early, 13-7 early second quarter. And Yankton up on Spearfish, 21-20 at halftime. Those are other uh, girls scores here. Uh, from around the states. Uh, here a busy night of basketball teams ramping up the regular season, and there's about a half dozen games or so coming up tomorrow night. Colonels with possession here, trying to cut into this nine-point lead. Van Overshield right corner on the three. Good! Van Overshield with her third three-pointer of the night. She's hit one in every quarter and gets Mitchell back within six in the opening seconds of this third quarter. However, O'Gorman, they answer layup in the lane by Claire Benson. That is good. Benson's first points on the night as Abdu should pick up another assist. Now some more full court pressure by O'Gorman. Van Overshield loses it. 
Ready to tie up? We are, and it's going to be another Mitchell turnover. This is kind of exactly how the first half started with some turnovers off that full court pressure. 30-22, O'Gorman up by eight. Here with just 40 seconds into the half. Again, another wide open layup. Colonels didn't even contest that one from Kira Mentley. Another assist for Abdu. She's got to be at around a half dozen assists. And the Colonels all of a sudden are down 10. Stabner underneath, gets it to Van Overshield. Boy, that was a nice looking layup. Van Overshield continues to score for Mitchell. She's got a game high 11. Colonels with a block on the other end as O'Gorman tries to answer quickly. Peyton Peterson, that one swatted away by the Colonels. Boy, a quick start to this second half. We're a minute into this. Colonels third at Colonels down 32-24. Boy, both teams have been back and forth. Seamson on the drive from the left corner. This one floater is no good. Rebound to Lucy Moore and O'Gorman. So we've seen Mitchell be a little bit more aggressive offensively. It's worked out this far. Five early points from Van Overshield. But here's Abduce slicing and dicing through the lane. She lays it in for an easy layup. She's got 10 points. 34-24, O'Gorman in front early third quarter. Colonels beat the pressure. Seamson a three, left wing. That is good. Seamson second three tonight. She's got six, and we had an offensive explosion here as the Colonels back within seven. Abdouche inside on the left wing in the lane. Leaves it off left side. Another layup is good for Kira Mentley. She's got eight points, and they've all been the same. Four easy layups. She's just too tall at 6-1. Half-court pressure. Stabner gets it to Seamson out of an overshielded half-courts. O'Gorman's already scored eight points in the first two minutes. And Mitchell, they've got eight points. Sometimes the Colonels don't score eight points in a quarter. They've got eight points in two minutes. Nine-point lead at half. Nine-point lead here with five and a half to go in the third. 2-3 defense. You got top of the key, Hinkle. Seamson with four to shoot. Van Overshield's got to shoot it. A drive, and she will, and it'll be blocked. Uh, I guess they call the shot clock violation. That was another one where I think she knew how much time she had, but those you can't drive in there because those long arms of O'Gorman just uh, provide so much uh, help defensively. Colonels have to rely on that three-point shot. They've hit five of them tonight. That's $15 from Mitchell Ruffin inside him. O'Gorman basketball. Here's Abdouche. Swings it left side to Moore. Gets it down low to Mentley. Hinkles there on the defense. Knocks it away. And But O'Gorman comes up with it. And we're going to get a timeout. Kent Colesrude calls a timeout to keep possession, even though O'Gorman uh, did appear to have the ball as they threw it out of that mess underneath. 4.56 to go in this third quarter. Colonel still down by 9, 36-27. We're back in a quick 30 seconds from the Corn Palace. The world appears to be speeding up, but we are not made to rush through it. Did you know when you talk to someone with a hearing loss at a fast pace, they have greater difficulty understanding you? Some people who already have hearing aids may still need you to slow down when you speak to them. The world is fast-paced, but you don't need to be. Slow down and enjoy the sounds and the voices of the world around you. Hearing Plus, LLC, 605-996-0281. We're Hearing Plus and so much more. O'Gorman calls a timeout here to maintain possession. It's their first time out they've used. A lot of points there, Sean. Eight apiece, but the Colonel's still down by nine. 
Yeah, nice to see the Colonel offense kind of come into life here, getting some rhythm going in the third quarter, but the uh, Knights offense is scoring way too easy so far. They get it to Abdouche underneath. Turnaround, five-foot jumper is good. She's got 12 points. Lido Gorman right on her season average of around 16. And the Knights go back up here by 11. Colonels break the pressure down by 11 here midway through this third quarter. And can the Colonels keep pace offensively? Carson Wyke at the top of the key. Now left wing to Van Overshield. Here's Hinkle. Meyerink now has it near the top of the key. And here's Seamson. Stabner on the bench. This one inside to Seamson, and this one knocked away by Kiera Mentley. Mentley goes to the bench as three new Knights come back in. We got Akoy off the bench at 6-2. Sydney Turveen, the 5'9 freshman. And Julie Eggert, a 5'10 sophomore off the bench for O'Gorman. Stamer back in there as well. She gets the inbounds. Then Overshield three, left wing. That one is good. A career night for Lauren Van Overshield. She's got four three-pointers. She has a game-high 16. Carson White tips it away. She comes up with the steal. Van Overshield, I say just keep shooting it. She's got four threes on the night. Colonels win with eight here. Down by eight. They get it to Meyerink underneath and a foul underneath on Okoy. Her second, team's first of the half. And Meyerink, she'll get a couple free throws. If she hits both, we've got a six-point game. Meyerink looking for her first points tonight. A 50% foul shooter. Her first one is good. Colonels cut it down to seven here at 38-31. Meyerink had a huge game at Pier last week. Scored 17 points and had nine rebounds. That was last Friday night. Meyerink, her second free throw, good as well. And all of a sudden, 11-point lead cut down to six here with 3.50 to go in the third quarter. Abdouche, see if she just takes over. Bullet pass left side to Moore. Colonels playing this zone defense. They get it to Abdouche, left corner, takes the three. That one is short, rebound for Seamson. Colonels with possession on a little 5 nothing run here. Could cut it to three with another Van Overshield triple. Stabner has the top of the key, finds Meyerink underneath, missed the layup, Okoy on the defense, and the Colonels are going to pick up the foul as they foul Eggert. Meyerink, really the only player that can match the size and length of O'Gorman, and they found her a couple times there, Sean. That would have cut it down to four. Yeah, really so nice close. feed there from uh, Stabner. Good court vision to find her kind of uh, finding a little lane there to, to cut to the basket in, and that time, unfortunately, Meyerink kind of rushed the layup a little bit because she was so open and wanted to beat the defender mm -hmm. that it was too high off the glass. Mackenzie Peterson, 5'7", sophomore, checks in for Mitchell as Meyerink to the bench. Coming up on three minutes to go in the third. Here's a left corner three for O'Gorman. That is short. Okoy with the rebound, missed everything nearly, but a second offensive rebound and free throws for Julie Eggerts. Three minutes to go in the third. Colonels trailing 38-32. It's just the second foul on Mitchell in this quarter. It's also the first on Sawyer Stabner. Free throw is no good. Rattles out for Eggert. Kiera Hofer back in for Mitchell. White to the bench. 
I think Mitchell would say we're down by six. Three minutes to go in the third. I think they'd say, sure, we'll go for that. This missed free throw, no good. 0-2 from the line for O'Gorman. And Stabner with the rebound. Long outlet pass to Hofer. They get it down low to Peterson. Kicks it out to Hofer. Again, for Mitchell, you got your three best scorers out there. Seamson on the drive. 15-foot jumper. She is fouled. Eggert, her first foul. Team second. And two Addie Seamson free throws here would make it a four-point game late third quarter. I absolutely agree. I think if you ask Coach Brooks, you know, hey, if you're only down by six with three minutes to go in the third, you got to like where you are. you got to feel like you're controlling the tempo of the game and keeping yourself in it with a chance in the fourth quarter. Seamson misses the free throw, and she's a 56% foul shooter. Then Overshield checks out. Carson White back out there. Second one for Seamson. That's much better. Seamson's got seven tonight. It's 38-33 here with 2.40 to go in the third quarter. Abdush at half court. She drives left side. Gets it underneath. Layup is good to Eggert. Seems like if Abdush isn't scoring, she's assisting. An excellent passer. Now some full court pressure. Carson Wyke's in trouble. Nearly throws it away. Goes to Hofer back to Wyke, and they turn it over. This will lead to a layup for Abdouche. Lays it in left side. And a five-point lead goes to a nine-point lead just like that. Turnovers into points. Stabner has it and throws it away. So just like that, that's what that full-court pressure can do. Turn you over very quickly. So in about 20 seconds, five points turns into nine. 42-33, O'Gorman in front here coming up on two minutes to go. Abdouche having a big night. She's got 14 points for O'Gorman. Probably five, six assists as well. They give it to O'Coy now. Down low, a wide open layup. That was missed again by Eggert. That was the most wide open of the missed layups thus far. As the Colonels really don't even defend those layups. They really can't anyway. So, And O'Gorman's been missing their fair share. Colonels down nine here, late third. They get it to Stabner. This one blocked again, and it stays in bounds. Blocked by Eggert. A 5'10 sophomore. Eggert's been all over the place defensively. Colonels go for the steal. They miss it. Another missed layup. Akoy, this one off the backboard, gets her own rebound. Abdusha, three left wing. She makes that. 17 points for Molly Abdush. That's a 7 nothing run as the Colonels now down by a dozen. The largest deficit tonight. Peterson on the drive, way off the glass. Stabner with the putback. That one is no good. Stabner gets it back. Layup this time is no good. Peterson gets it. Back to Stabner. Hofer, a deep two at the top of the key. Top of the backboard, no good. Wyke on the offensive rebound. Peterson, that is blocked. Colonels had five chances to score, and they come up empty here with 40 seconds to go in the third. My goodness, they got all their offensive rebounds on one possession. O'Gorman, right corner. Abdouche thought about a three. She'll drive and take a 15-footer. That is good. Molly Abdouche with 19 points. Nine of them in the quarter. This one a route. 47-33. This one took a big turn for O'Gorman here. 15 seconds to go. Seamson in transition. Misses the 15-footer left side. Stabner with the three. That's an air ball. That was blocked. Should be Mitchell ball. That was tipped. No. All right. So it wasn't blocked. Well, Stabner gets it out of bounds. 
O'Gorman basketball. Van Overshield back in for Seamson. O'Gorman with some changes. They've got three new players out there. Claire Benson checks in. Kira Mentley out there. And also Peyton Peterson. Five seconds to go. Third quarter. Abdouche, right side. Right corner three. And they can never get the ball up. And O'Gorman turns it over at the end of the half. 47 to 33, O'Gorman up by 14 here at the end of the third quarter. Colonels cut it to five, but a big run to end the quarter with O'Gorman up by 14. We're back in one minute. Senior night at the Corn Palace on KORN. I treat every job like it's my own. Every job I work on, I treat it like it's my own, whether it's your house, whether your garage. Those are my house. That's my garage. Whether it's your business building, your church, your school, whether it's your apartment complex, or even your farmhouse, doghouse, anything I do, I'm going to do it like it's my own. I treat every job like it's my grandmother's job. I want you to remember at Mitchell Roofing, I treat your home like it's my home. I'm Corey with Mitchell Roofing and Siding, where you'll see the proof in our guaranteed roof. A 14-point lead for O'Gorman here. Girls basketball tonight as we head to the fourth quarter. And uh, things were close for a while, Sean, but uh, Molly Abdouche kind of took over the game as uh, the Colonels really struggled there at the end of that third quarter offensively. Yeah, that was kind of a big turning point in this game. A 9-0 run by O'Gorman to finish up that quarter after Mitchell had closed it down to a five-point game. And also, Mitchell has missed nine straight shots. Then Overshield back out there. Colonels have their starting five out on the floor to start the fourth quarter. Down 47-33. And this is the final home game for the Colonel girls. Van Overshield has been hot tonight. She's got a team-high 16. Seamson has seven, and Stabner with just six. They get it to Seamson, a three on the left wing. That one is too strong. Hinkle almost got the rebound, but it goes to Peterson of O'Gorman. And five starters out there for O'Gorman as well. Abdouche, a little bit high on the pass. A rare mistake for her tonight. Pass was too high for Peterson at 5-7 in the left corner. Nine turnovers now for O'Gorman in this game. Mitchell's got 12 so far to this point. Mitchell shooting 30% for the game. O'Gorman shooting 37%. 7-10 to go. Colonel's down 14. End zone defense being played by both teams tonight. Van Overshield in the lane. Left side misses that layup. It was contested. Rebound for Lucy Moore who loses it. And I believe the Colonels will pick it up. Lucy Moore just lost it out of bounds. So that'll be a turnover. Van Overshield down some pressure there. And Van Overshield, uh, your player of the game by far. She's got 16 points here for Mitchell. So neither after uh, teams were, what, they scored 16 combined points in the first two minutes of that uh, third quarter. Nobody scored here in the first minute, and the Colonels turn it over. Travel as Seamson tried to get it to Stabner. So a much slower start offensively here to begin the fourth. Abdouche will bring it up. Colonels have only beaten O'Gorman twice here in the past uh, 13, 14 years or so, and both of those times have been at the state tournament. Colonels are 0-13 in the regular season versus O'Gorman. They're 2-0 in the state tournament, so they may they make it count. Drive underneath, counted in the foul for Kieran Mentley. Layup after layup for her. She's got 10 points. Leads now up to 16 with 6.32 to go. Fouls on Seamson, her third, team's fourth. It's just so hard to defend that. I mean, with that size that she has at 6'1", when she gets the ball in the post with that good a position, 
it's tough to beat. Mentley misses the free throw off the front iron, and Stabner comes up out of the pile with the rebound. Van Overshield pass to half court. 16-point lead here late in this second half. Colonels here with a loss would fall to 8 and 11. It'll be their fifth loss in a row. As they'll play Brandon tomorrow night. Left corner three for Stabner. She finally got one to go. Stabner for three. It's 49-36 here with six minutes left. Much needed points. That broke it. Uh, 11 straight missed shot streak by Mitchell. In the lane, tipped away by Hankel. Colonels come up with it. Shot off the mark for Claire Benson. See if the Colonels have one more rally left in them. This one tipped away, and it's out of bounds. Nope, Abdouche keeps it. Knocks it off the foot of Hinkle, and it'll be O'Gorman basketball. I believe the first time I saw Molly Abdouche was at the state tournament two years ago for O'Gorman, and she stuck out as a freshman off the bench, and she's an excellent, excellent player going to South Dakota State. 5.35 to go. She gets it inside. Left corner three. Nobody within 10 feet of her, and that's an air ball for Peterson. Again, he couldn't be more wide open. There's nobody within 10 feet of her, and she missed everything. It's knocked out. Last touch by Mitchell. 21 to go. Shot clock will not reset. 5.30 left to left in the game. As O'Gorman has a 13-point lead. Boys game coming up next. That should be a good one. Abdouche, three, right wing. That one is good. My goodness. Four threes for Abdouche. She's got 22. Leads back up to 16. Colonels break the pressure. Get it to Stabner on the right side. Now in the half court. Then Overshield will drive. This one off the glass and good. 18 points for Lauren Van Overshield tonight. Carrying Mitchell offensively. Here with under five to go, it's a, still a 14-point lead. What a night for Van Overshield. She averages seven points on the season. Entry pass a little bit high. Colonel's trip, Stabner trips. Turnover for O'Gorman. I guess we're going to get a foul. Foul will be on Kira Mentley. As Mentley must have tripped or made contact with Stabner underneath. So uh, third foul on O'Gorman. Not a lot of fouls in this half. The first on Mentley. Full court pressure. Colonels get it to Wyke. She dribbles up. Gets it back in the middle of the court to Stabner. And I'll pass to half court to Seamson. In the lane to Van Overshield. Stabner gets it to Seamson. Pass off of her shin. She loses it. And O'Gorman comes up with it. It's going to stay with Mitchell, though, on the possession arrow. Stabner and Seamson were down there, tied up Claire Benson of O'Gorman. 18 to shoot, and we have another untied shoe. That's been a theme tonight, untied shoes. Seamson the latest, doing the uh, the double knots. So 4.30 to go in the game. Colonels down 52-38. They've kept it close and competitive tonight. It's kind of been the theme of the season. Colonels really haven't gotten blown out when they've played teams like O'Gorman and Washington and, and Jefferson. They've probably played better than you would think. They've kept it closer, but not able to pull off a big upset. Here with eight to shoot. Seamson will drive a floater in the lane. Back iron, no good. McCoy on the rebound. Gets it up to Abdouche here with 4.10 to go. O'Gorman up by 14. Abdouche hits another one. One of the best performances we've seen this season. She's got 24. 
That one from the top of the key inside the arc. Abdouche. 24 points. Lead back up to 16. Stabner jumping up and down left side. We get a travel by Carson White. Another Mitchell turnover. You know, Gorman averages 53 points on the season. They're already surpassed that. They were at 54 points with under four minutes to go. They give up 38 points on the season, which is what they've given up thus far. Colonels average just around 46 on the year, so right around on their average. Layup underneath, O'Gorman leaves it short. Eggert on the layup, and then Stabner slow to get up as she's fouled again off the rebound. Stabner, a very obviously physical player and, and all over the court, and she's been on the ground a couple times tonight. McCoy gets the foul. Her third, team's fourth. Free throws have not been a factor in this half. I think the Colonels have one made free throw. I don't think O'Gorman's been to the line in the second half. Seamson drives left side over Okoy. That one's no good. Meyerink put back is no good. Allison gets it back, loses it, falls down. Turnover, Sidney Turveen brings it up. Abdouche pass underneath. Layup is good. Another assist for Molly Abdouche. Layup is good for Eggert. She now has six. 56-38, 18-point lead. Largest tonight here with just three minutes to go. 18-5 run now by O'Gorman since it was 38-33. So the Knights have definitely closed out this game very convincingly. Wyke with the three. That is blocked by you-know-who. Molly Abdouche gets it ahead to Lucy Moore. Finds a coy under the basket. Layup is good. Left side, count it, and the foul. McCoy with six points. A very impressive O'Gorman second half. Five uh, fouls on Mitchell. It's the fourth on Simpson. As Molly Abdouche goes to the bench. 24 points for her. Uh, first team All-State. Got to believe, no doubt about that. McCoy, her free throw is no good. Rebound for Stabner. She maintains possession. So it's a 20-point lead for the first time tonight, 58-38. Coming up on two and a half minutes to go. Seamson drives left to baseline, picks up the dribble, and just dribbles it off the foot of Julie Eggert. So the Colonels will get it back here with 2.31 to go and 22 to shoot, and that'll be it for Mitchell's couple of their starters. As Van Overshield checks out, she had a game-high or team-high 16, 18 points, I think. Meyerink checks out, and White is done as well for Mitchell. Stabner and Seamson stay out there. Colonels throw it away off the inbounds. Hinkle checks back in. Also Halverson and Hofer. Shot off the mark left side. Rebound here for O'Gorman as they go deeper into their bench. 2-10 to go, and both teams have pretty much taken out their most of their starters. Get Maddie Kempf in for Mitchell next dead ball. Left corner three for Terveen. That's an air ball, misses everything. Stabner on the rebound here with under two minutes to go. Colonel's down by 20. Stabner brings it up. It's tipped away, and it was last touched by O'Gorman. Maddie Kemp checking in for Stabner, so that'll do it for Sawyer. She had nine points tonight. She'll check out. Maddie Kempf in. And Eddie Seamson out as well, the final Mitchell starter. As Mackenzie Peterson checks in for Mitchell. O'Gorman does the same. They put in their bench. 
Minute 50 to go. It's a 20-point O'Gorman lead. Colonels had 19 points in the first half, and they have 19 points here in the second half. Big second half for O'Gorman. They had 28 in the first half, and they've scored 30 here in this second. Foul underneath. Maddie Kemp to the line to shoot a pair. O'Gorman, this will be their fifth team foul. Kemp to the line, shooting two. First free throw is up and good. Matty Kemp in the scorebook tonight. The 5-5 junior guard. Another good crowd here getting uh, filled in. Here's the boys game about 20 minutes away from starting. Kemp misses that one. Rebound here for O'Gorman. Here there's about 90 seconds to go. Knights get it up. Layup left side. That one's no good. Left a little bit short. And Mitchell comes up with it. Here's Hofer. Hofer brings it up for the Colonels. Down 19 with about a minute to go. Peterson in the right corner. She drives. Kicks it out to Kemp in the right corner. Now to uh, Hofer. Hofer drives the lane. Hinkle at the top of the key with 15 to shoot. As we approach a minute to go. Colonel's going to fall to 8-11. and 11. O'Gorman going to end the season 15-5. and 5. Kemp underneath. We get another foul on O'Gorman. And this will be the fifth foul, the sixth foul on the Knights. So uh, not a shooting foul. Brianna Kirsch will check in, and that'll do it for Maddie Kemp, who has one free throw tonight. So Kirsch out there, gets it in. Hope for a wide open three, right corner. That one is short. Rebound for O'Gorman. They fall, and we get a whistle. 56 seconds to go. Foul will be on Mitchell. Sixth foul on Mitchell. As O'Gorman goes all the way to the bench. Guess that foul was on O'Gorman, so Colonels will get it back here. Cecily Bruins out for O'Gorman. Also Talia Sokup, a 5'11 junior for the Lady Knights. Got Ruth Dvorak, a 5'9 freshman. Karsten Schlimgen, a 5'5 senior, out there as well. Kirsch underneath, 40 seconds to go. They turn it over. Possession arrow towards O'Gorman. What did the Knights come up with it? Number 41, Lizzie Catman, a 5'10 sophomore. Well, that bench getting excited there. Colonel's down 19 here with 25 seconds to go. Drive, layup, Hinkle on the foul. We'll get free throws for O'Gorman. As number 21, Ruth Dvorsek will go to the line. Hinkle's second foul. So at the line to shoot here, a uh, two-shot foul. Free throw for Schlimgen. No good. Colonels going deeper on their bench. As Kirsch and Peterson will check out. Getting everybody in who has not played this season. You get a chance here tonight. Free throw is good. 59-39 here with just 20 seconds to go. Colonel's bringing it up. Some folks not even on the uh, varsity roster here. Got uh, Kenna Solik, a 5'5 freshman. Solik for three. That one off the back iron and no good. And that will be your final. 
59-39. O'Gorman winners tonight. As they win by 20, that'll be it for O'Gorman in the regular season. They finish 16-4, and and they will host a Sodak 16 game next Friday night. 26 points for Molly Abduch, their outstanding junior guard. And Kira Mintley also had 10 for O'Gorman, two players in double figures. See, 22 points for Lauren Van Overshield. Big night for her as she leads Mitchell. Sawyer Stabner had nine. Addie Seamson had seven. Colonels, they've now lost five in a row. They go from eight and six now to eight and 11. And uh, they will be on the road in the Sodak 16 next Friday night. Opponent to be determined. It could be their opponent coming up tomorrow night. Brandon Valley will be in Brandon for that doubleheader. And girls game at six with the boys game to follow. And as it stands right now, the Colonel girls will be the 12 seed going to number five, Brandon Valley. So that'll wrap it up here for the girls game. And uh, stats, I found standings going back to 2009. O'Gorman has now won 14 straight regular season matchups versus the Mitchell Colonels.